Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Melody and John Ulett had to know um, because he had to kind of craft how he was going to introduce me, which I thought he did a great job. He's so good on the mic, but he did a, he did a great job of kind of making the surprise even cooler, you know. Please remain standing and remove your caps. Performing today's national anthem, one of the most up-and-coming singers from right here in St. Louis, kicking off his final season as a player in St. Louis, number 50, Uncle Charlie Wainwright. What a great memorable event and note on opening day of 2023. John Hewlett announcing that Adam Wainwright was going to sing the national anthem and what a what an unbelievable event that was. John Hewlett announced earlier this week on Casey that after almost 47 years he's going to retire and he's kind enough to join us here in studio on 101 ESPN with Brooke and Carrie. You man, great to see you and congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, actually I'm semi-retiring, so <laughs> I'm still going to be around, but uh, just not every day in the mornings uh, anymore. And we so. should know you're going to keep the Cardinal gig. Oh yeah, keep the Cardinal gig and uh, the television show with Fred Bird and and and, uh, and Brad Thompson, and uh, and then I'll fill in on the mornings over there when they need somebody, and I'll still do my Sunday morning and uh, specialty show things and work with clients and things like that. So you have to tell us, give us the background of keeping that secret, knowing that you were going to announce that Adam Wainwright's <laughs> going to sing the national anthem. Tell us everything of leading up to that. And were you nervous keeping that secret? Well, it was easy for me because they didn't tell me until, you know, they showed me the script like an hour before. <laughs> so, so it was a big yeah, secret. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just couldn't text anybody or say anything. And I, I wasn't going to do that anyway. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was. I was shocked when I saw it. I went, well, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. First, I thought they were just, you know, pulling a prank on me, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, when, when, it, when I knew it was going to happen, um, uh, I, well, I always get a little nervous before, you know, opening day ceremonies because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal here in St. Louis. And to be a part of it and follow in the heels of people like Jack Buck and, and Mike Shannon, who used to always do the, the opening day ceremonies. I mean, and then what fell on me eventually, and I was like, you know, uh, it was a great honor and responsibility. So I always get a little nervous before I, before I even go down there. And so that was an added aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. John, you've been doing radio for 47 years. Uh, where did the na- nickname You Man come from, and, and how long ago did you get that nickname? Uh, that was uh, 84-ish, something like there, 84, 85. I was working with a guy named J.C. Corcoran at the time at Casey, and he came in from out of town, and um, he you know, turned St. Louis Radio on its ear with the way he, he approached doing the morning show, and, and uh, uh, the show took off, and ratings were very good, and he said, uh, you're, you know, just using your real name, which is what we always pretty much did on Casey. Mm-hmm. Everybody used their real name for the most part so we got to jazz that up a little bit and he just started calling me you man and mm. it stuck you know I've been so that was it's been 40 years almost wow. yeah. tell us about the first time you cracked a microphone open on Casey 
Oh, well, <laughs> uh, well, because I was coming from small town radio. So, mm-hmm. you know, sitting behind a microphone in a major market for the first time and you and you sit behind this gigantic control board that had knobs on it it's like this. My hands are wide open like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how big the knobs were on the control board. And you just felt the power of the of the um, the um, what do you call the uh, the. The, the technology they use to suppress the the sound uh, the compression compression yeah. yeah and it makes your voice sound more echoey and mm-hmm. bigger than it really is you know and and so I remember you know saying oh my gosh what you know this is this is this is not what I'm used to and so uh, all I had to do is open the microphone and say Cation ninety five real rock radio. And that's all I, that was it. So it wasn't much, you know, but, uh, but I was nervous just to get those words out. And then 47 yeah. years, has it gone by really fast for you? No. I mean, <laughs> you know, not, not when I think about the different phases and the different people I've worked with over the mm-hmm. years, you start adding all that up in your brain. You go, yeah, it does feel like 47 years, but not a, <laughs> not a torturous 47 years or anything like that. You know, it was, it's been a fun and exciting 47 years. That little job there, I say little, I mean... To me, it just, it's just it's been something I've known all my life. It's all I've you know done since I was 19, be on the air at Casey in St. Louis. So um, that uh, that that job has allowed me to travel the world. You know, I've been all over. You know, Russia. Um, um, you know, y- Europe. Uh, where else? Geez, uh, the islands. When we used to always go down broadcast mm-hmm. in Jamaica and and Bahamas and things mm-hmm. like that, and all over the country. You know, with different broadcasts. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into what I was going to ask you. Is there a special moment or maybe a couple special moments during your entire career with Casey that just really stood out to you? Well, um, well, for, for, when, I, when I first got the job at Casey, I, I, I wasn't there long and I realized it was a special radio station uh, because the other station I'd been stations I'd been on. I mean, they were um, they were stations that didn't have an, a, a following. They were just general radio stations that just played top 40 music or, or um, music that was not very interesting. Like I was at KZK, my first job, and we were playing elevator music, you know. And <laughs> So, you know, there wasn't a, a rabid listenership. But when I got to Casey, I realized that the audience um, was, was so into this brand new form of music that was evolving. And, and the station was underground and kind of uh, uh, mysterious in a way. And, and so, you know, that, that coolness factor of, you know, we're not mainstream. And, you, and, you, and, I, and I felt that right away. And I knew not long after that that I was at a really special station. I was going to ride this out for as long as I could. Little did I know it would be until 2023. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty mind-boggling to me. So I, I stopped you in the hall the other day because I'm new, obviously still getting acclimated to radio, and I asked you, like, what is the hardest part? And Because mornings, waking up for me, was has been the hardest part of, of doing this radio. So what are you what are you going to miss the most, and what are you kind of like, oh, at least I don't have to get up <laughs> at yeah. 5, 4, 4, 35 a.m. To, to get to work? Well, that's the really the only thing that made me decide to, to make this decision because I just got, I'm just tired of getting up early mm. in the morning, you know, even though they've cut me some slack in the last few years, I haven't had to be in until seven o'clock, right. but the damage is already done. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've been doing it too long already. And so, um, so yeah, that to me is, is the biggest hurdle. And the thing I'll, the thing I'll miss the most is just being a part of a, a broadcasting team, mm-hmm. you know, day in, day out. And, you know, I, I don't know what that's going to be like, cause it's been so long since I've had not had that in my life. 
So we'll see. A couple you know, more things. I, for might, I might be knocking on the door here. <laughs> for you guys or somebody. Open, let open me on in. Okay. Uh, John Hewlett heading into semi-retirement. Six World Series teams that you've been PA announcer for the Cardinals for. Yeah. And just so many great stories. The whole McGuire thing in 1998. And uh, so many great players, Hall of Famers. Are there a couple of things that stand out for you? And you're, you're obviously going to continue the PA. But in, yeah. in regards to sitting in that chair at the ballpark. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we're lucky here in St. Louis that our team is always competitive or, or almost always competitive, you know, and that always makes the job interesting because, you know, you're not I mean, I don't know what the statistic is. I think you gave it to me, Randy, last year at the end of last year. The Cardinals had something like in the last since 2000, since the end of 2010, five games where they haven't had a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Where, where, where you know, meaningless games just don't exist down there. Mm. So that's always made it interesting. And and then, of course, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll never forget game six of, uh, of the 2011 World Series, you know, mm. and then the nervousness for game seven because he didn't want that to become meaningless if they didn't yeah. win at all, you know. Yeah. So that was, was a scary day. Mm. Uh, seven. By the way, I, the, the, do you remember after that home run? Because you always give the final stats, you know, runs to tears, mm-hmm. all of that. Do you remember doing that after that game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, yeah, I mean, I think the, the crowd was going crazy. I was numb. I remember walking out of the stadium, and my daughter called me, Olivia, called me on the phone, and, and she said, what a game, Dad. And I said, honey, I just can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> and I just remember walking to my car in a daze and everything was going crazy around me and fireworks and people screaming, yelling and drunk people having a great time and everything. And I was just in my own little world. I said, I, I just can't believe it. I just kind of went to my car, got in and drove home. Yeah. If, if you could go back and talk to 19, right? You were 19 years old when you came here to yes. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and just tell 19-year-old you, man, what all you would be able to accomplish, what would you say to him real quick? Hold on tight, man. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. It's going to get dangerous at times. I mean, there was a time I almost lost my, my job there. The Cardinals fired me over a, a, a prank that we played on the air one morning. And, and mm. uh, you know, so there were, there were plenty of ups and downs, but most of them have been ups. And, and all the laughs and the, and the silly things that have happened over all these different years. And there, a lot of them are out there, you know, uh, in, in the Internet now. I uh, think people have, have put those things out there. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see a video that maybe we did like, 25, 30 years ago, and I'll say, I can't, you know, that's me? You know, <laughs> I, I actually did that? You know, I'm trying to raise kids here. You know, some of these things that, uh, that uh, were said on the air, uh, you know, not, not the uh, most mature behavior, let's put it that way. But a lot of fun along the way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and yeah. we always ran, ran into each other. We crossed paths at the ballpark before Hubbard Radio bought MS Broadcasting. But mm-hmm, yeah. One of the one of the thrills of my career has been able to have you next door and see you in the hallways. Oh, every and vice morning. versa, Randy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, you know, your, all your years at, at CamoX and and your knowledge of, of the sports world. I mean. I idolized you from afar. I mean, you're an amazing broadcaster, and you got a good team here now with Brooke and and Mr. Davis, and you know, it's it's. I'm I'm happy for you. Well, congratulations! I know you're going to play some golf. Right, I'm today. Yes, <laughs> today. Yeah. After May first, even more yeah. time, and you can yeah, just I've get been a working on my game. Yeah, <laughs> hey, thanks so much for stopping by. We appreciate it, and congratulations. Okay, congrats, thank you. Carrie. Good to see you. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. Yes, that is the U man, John Hewlett, semi-retiring after 47 years. At case she his last day will be May first.